Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. That's a grand slam for Yadier Molina. With special reports from Cardinals Camp and the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center, this is Sports Open Line on KMOX. And another pitch from Oliver to uh, Albert Pujols with no one on two out, 2-2 two, two delivery. Swinging another home run. There it is, his third of the game. Albert Pujols, 5-for-5 five five with three home runs. And it's now 16-7. to seven. What a game from Albert Pujols here tonight. Five for his last five with a three-run homer, a two-run homer, and now a solo blast. That was pretty good. I gotta lie, uh, we had uh, so we. I was there for the for, to cover the uh, World Series down in Texas, down in uh, Dallas that year uh, here for KMOX and the Cardinals Radio Network. And you know we're in the auxiliary press box, which was in the left field stands, and we're, I think we we're second level or something. It was it, they were, it was a great spot to watch the game, but unbelievable individual performance from Albert there to hit three home runs in a World Series game like that. I mean, look, everything about Albert from that time, from his first stretch with the Cardinals, is unbelievable. I mean, even now, even after only being here 11 years and being gone for the last 10 years, Albert's still second all-time in home runs in Cardinals franchise history. (laughs) He hit 445 home runs in 11 years. 1,329 runs batted in, by the way, second in franchise history. Um, so even for those counting numbers, to do that in 11 years, is just, that's just nuts. So Albert's back. It's a feel-good story. It's, it's, it's exciting, I think, for everybody to see what it could mean. Um, you know you know that that's, that 700 home runs is lingering out there. It's going to be tough to get those plate appearances. Depending on how he does, I mean... I think we want to talk, and by the way, I didn't mention this yet, but if you guys want to jump in in this hour, phone lines are open, 314-436-7900, 800-925-1120. Feel free to jump in. Give us your reaction to the Albert signing. It's $2.5 million. Uh, Seems like role to be determined, but certainly it would seem like the opportunity is there to be the DH against left-handed pitching. And then beyond that, I guess we'll see. Nobody has said anything about that yet, and I don't think they will. Um, and uh, maybe, maybe eventually, you know, the manager will kind of lay out, you know, what the expectation is early in the year, but we'll see. There's a lot to get through on all of that, but you know, this is a great, a great thing for fans. It's exciting. It's fun. You know, I think Mo said it really well, and I'm only paraphrasing here, but you know, you don't always get, you don't get many chances to experience living history and we're looking at it three times over right now with the Cardinals with Albert and Yachty and Wayno. And the message is the same from those guys that this is not about a going away party. This is not about celebrating themselves or anything like that. And those guys are pretty clear. The The goal is to win the world series. They, they both, both Molina and Pujol said that today. And absolutely. That's what Adam Wainwright has been saying for a long time. And I'm curious about, the Wainwright comparison here because look you guys I'm sure you were like me or at least most of you were I mean I can't say that all of you were but I'm sure a lot of you at the very least were like me we thought I thought Adam Wainwright was done I mean and by the way made me feel better (laughs) because I felt terrible for thinking that and saying it and talking about it on the radio I really did 
because he's, a, he's such a nice guy and he doesn't, I mean, he's nothing but a positive influence on the city and on the franchise. But it, it seemed like 2016, 2017, 2018, it sure seemed like that might have been, that like Adam was near done. And he's even said he thought he might have been done. That That's the part that made me feel better because I felt bad. I'm like, I hate criticizing that player, but performance is performance. I mean, like, you know, the numbers are the numbers. And to see what he's done the last three years, the solid year in 2019, and then 2020 and 2021 being one of the best pitchers in the National League. Yeah, maybe not Cy Young level, but I mean, he finished seventh in the Cy Young voting last year at the age of 39. I don't think we can expect that fountain of youth. We can't expect that kind of turnaround for Albert because let, let's be honest, the, the kind of a downturn has been happening longer. And I don't think it's a coincidence. I mean, it's it's age combined, combined with injury. You know, Albert's had a lot of injuries, a lot of leg and foot problems over the years. Um, so, you know, it would be it would be hard to expect him to become an everyday player. But I, I think... My lesson was learned with Wainwright to a degree <laughs> that you shouldn't write somebody totally off until they're totally gone. Now, on the other hand, you could have said that same thing, for example, about Matt Carpenter, and it didn't turn around. You didn't get that that big bounce back, that big rebound. So, you know, I don't know what to think about it. I do know this. I have worries about it. I think we should all have some concerns about what if it goes bad? Like what happens if it's just not there anymore? How does it how do you how do you handle it? Does he still play because he's Albert? Do, does you know does it hold back making a move to bring someone else up or bring someone else in? I have no idea. I know this. I hope that it doesn't go that way. But if it does, there is a scenario where this is not the happy ending. There is the scenario where we don't get the fairy tale. And I think all of us are, I know for me, as, as somebody that enjoys good baseball, I hope we don't get to that. Because there's nothing I hate more than having to say about a great, a former, a formerly great player or a veteran player that everybody loves. There's nothing that I hate more than having to be critical of those guys. I hated being critical of, of Adam Wainwright's performance. But we all, all of us that are observing the games also have to be honest about what we're seeing. I mean, you can't, you can't BS it if it's not there. It's the big leagues. And this is a franchise that positions itself every year to make the run, to win the division, to make the run in the postseason. That's, that's what their stated goals are. That's what comes from ownership, from the front office, from the players. They are all singing the same song. And I do think that that has to be the primary focus. And it sounds like that is when it comes to Albert's perspective. And coming up a little bit later on, I'll let you guys, in fact, next segment, we'll let you hear a little bit of what Albert had to say today. Uh, so instead of me relaying it to you, you can just hear what he had to say. But he he touched on it like, look, he, he's the, the, the goal here is to win. And his job, as he put it, was to basically do what's needed to fill whatever role they want. And he even listed some things like, Hey, you know, if it's the day that I'm in the lineup, well, you know, you produce. If it's the day I'm not in the lineup, then it's to be ready to pinch hit or to cheer on my teammates or whatever. 
So he's clearly in a spot where, you know, I think he knows where things stand. And I'm sure the team and he had that conversation. And by the way, I'm sure that every team that was interested in Albert was interested in him in that way that the Dodgers were last year. Let's find our spots. Let's maximize the potential here by not saying, okay, you're an everyday player. But if you earn that, I mean, if he goes out there and plays well and he shows that he's hitting right-handers again, there's no reason why it can't expand. But, you know, that that's a major if. I mean, it, it, the, based on the numbers, there hasn't been a lot of production against right-handed pitching over the last, you know, handful of years. But the last two full seasons, 2019 and 2021, there has been production against left-handed hitter, against left-handed pitching. I don't know if this is from a from a, a number standpoint. I don't know if this is an automatic success story. You do have some talented guys that will not get at bats in part because there might not even be a roster spot for them given this move, right? Like Juan Yepes. But those are also guys that are still unknowns, like Juan Yepes. I don't think this means that Lars Newtbar is automatically out of the mix by any stretch of the imagination. He he could still fit either as a traditional fourth outfielder or as a DH that splits time with Corey Dickerson. I don't think there's any promises about any of all any of that. And look, it might also be the case where the team decides we might be better off long term with guys like Newt Barr and Yepes not being stuck in part-time roles, but playing every day in Memphis because we see them as everyday players down the road. You know, obviously Nolan Gorman is further behind those two in the developmental food chain, but he's also the higher rated prospect and the guy that certainly has the higher long-term expectations. I don't think that opening day was going to be in the mix for him anyway. I don't think any, any of us really felt that given his age, and, you know, the team, you know, I mean, you got a second baseman in Tommy Edmond that just won a gold glove. I don't know that you're going to displace that right out of the gate. But at some point, Gorman's going to be here. At some point, opportunities should present themselves for the other guys. And I don't think that this would be enough of a criteria to make this decision all by itself. But I, I wonder, I wonder how much recent performance plays into this. You know, I I didn't check it today, and I think the only one of the three that played today was Juan Yepes, but as of last night when the Pujols news broke, Newt Barr, Yepes, and Gorman were combined 8 for 47 in the spring. That's a 170 batting average with one extra base hit. And again, I, I, I would be surprised if if that all by itself was um, kind of, okay, well, you know what? These guys aren't getting it done. Let's go sign Albert. But it is fair to say, most li- I think it is fair to say, opinion here, not a, not a reporting of facts, but opinion. I do think it's fair to say none of them have taken this and run with it. We don't have as much time to evaluate this year. Let's go with a more known commodity even if that known commodity comes with question marks. 
All right, if you want to jump in, you can. 314-436-7900, 800-925-1120. We'll take your phone calls. Um, and in the meantime, we're also going to be playing a little bit of what Albert had to say coming up next on KMOX. But Pujols comes through in the pit, and the Redbirds lead this baby five to four. Playing Albert highlights throughout the night tonight. Obviously, you know, I think at some point later on, I'm I should touch on a couple of things performance-wise. You know, the, the it, I I do wonder how much, and and actually, you know what I want to do here too. I'm going to play a little bit of what Albert had to say uh, here in a second, but I also mentioned on Twitter earlier that I wanted to get to some of the comments that I was getting there from uh, KMOX listeners and people that are, you know, followers on there because you're getting a different set of people, I think, on Twitter and social media than you will be necessarily on the phone lines. And the reactions on the phone lines today, both on DGS this afternoon and with me here on Sports Open Line, everything's been positive. We didn't have a single, and we didn't turn anybody away. By the way, I just want to be clear about that. Everybody who called in got on, unless they hung up. Nobody was told, we don't want negative today. No, no, you could react any way you want, and you still can. 314-436-7900. But the reaction on Twitter is a little bit more mixed. It's not necessarily a lot negative, but there's more and some interesting concerns. So let me get into a couple of these uh, with the messages on Twitter, and we'll hear from Albert and Wayno here in a little bit. But a follower named Tom said, uh, yeah, granted, Pujols has experience, but I have great respect for the Cardinals farm system, and several prospects showed major promise last year. Pujols is 42 and on the downside of a great career, and while I will pull for him, I wonder if some franchise promise might be wasted. And I wrote back to him. I'm like, well, I I wouldn't go so far as to say wasted because it's not like a a 23-year-old going back to AAA for a few months or even for a season is wasting that player. And, you know, with a case like Gorman, he's 21. He wasn't going to likely be here anyway. Um, but I get his point. I, instead of wasted, I think the term I might sub- substitute into there is blocked. But it's not really if you don't want it to be. And by the way, if the, and I might, by that I mean if the team doesn't want it to be. If Albert's not performing, he's only making $2.5 It's not like you can't make a change. Um, I know that you don't want to, though, and the hope is that he'll get it done. But I think that it, that is a valid concern. Um, I got a, a message from uh, on Twitter from Laura who said, uh, the Pujol signing will put butts in seats and eyes on TV as well as distract from the obvious holes in the lineup for 2022. I didn't respond to this. I almost did. I should have. But it's, a, it's an interesting tweet from Laura because what do you mean all the holes? I mean, there's one spot that's not spoken for, which is the DH, and the idea here is that Albert's a part of that picture. But there's no hole in right field, center field, or left field. There's no hole at first base or third base or behind the plate. There's no hole at second base. I think we know what Tommy Edmond is, and you know, you got a goal. He's a gold glover at the very least. The one hole that you could have a question about outside of DH is shortstop, right? I mean, we, we, we need to see more from Paul DeYoung and everybody involved on our end, you know, on the, on the, on the media side, uh, everybody on the baseball side has said, yeah, look, you got, we, he, you need more from him. It's a competition, by the way. And this doesn't mean anything as far as regular season statistics go. 
because spring training numbers can be very misleading either for the good or the bad. But DeYoung is hitting the ball pretty well in spring. I mean, he's hitting 357 and a 971 OPS. So at least as far as what we can see now, it's what you want to see. Doesn't always translate directly to, you know, regular season performance. So uh, keep in mind, I'm not suggesting that it does. But yeah, there may be one hole in this lineup, but even that has a pretty decent alternative plan in what we saw from Edmundo Sosa, who was your shortstop down the stretch last year when you won 17 games in a row and made it to the postseason. I think you have depth there, if not an automatic answer. Um, got a few other ones here. Uh, let's see. Uh, this is from Cody. He said, I bought tickets to the last game of the season today, hoping that if all three of them do retire, that the team will do something that day. Yeah, I think they probably would. I, I think that's going to be a pretty good day. Now, the only way that's not a good day is if you're out of the playoff mix, and then it's a little bit more of a consolation prize, bittersweet type thing. But either way, yeah, I think you made a good investment there, Cody. That's <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you're going to go wrong with that. Um, let's see, we got uh, I got a couple other ones that were a little snarkier, but again, I don't think unreasonably so. Uh, but I've got one that said, does nothing for the current rotation, but it'll be fun to applaud past accomplishments. That was from Dave. You, Dave must be fun at parties. Oh, yeah, I mean, first of all, I get what you're doing with the whole rotation thing. I mean, I do think we have concerns about pitching depth coming out of last year and the fact that Flaherty's already hurt. Uh, yeah, I, I would say that, yeah, that th- those are a fair concern. But what I get irritated by more than anything is that whatever move is made gets tied to some other move that wasn't made. That's just irritating, man. Like, uh, well, we brought in Albert to help with the DH situation. How's that help your pitching? It's not meant to, you dummy. It's not intended to do that. And it won't keep you from doing that either. He's not making an amount of money that would keep you from doing it. But I do say that that the, the question about pitching depth is a fair one, given what we saw last year and given that your most talented starter at current talent level, Jack Flaherty, is going to be out for the beginning of the year and you know, it seems likely that it'll be at least a month. And that's not locked in, but it seems likely that it's going to be that 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 amount of time, just given what we know about recovery time and rehab periods. And then another one from Steve, similar message, a little nicer. <laughs> he said, hey, no problem with this, but still need starting pitching. But then did say also, if he's terrible, will they have the guts to release him? Good question. I don't know. I know this. The contract is not a big impediment if that is a problem. It's $2.5 million. It's not the same as paying someone $19 million or whatever it was that they were paying Matt Carpenter. Now, I agree with all of you, so don't don't uh, yell at me. I agree with all of you that say that if it's sunk cost, it's sunk cost. Just because you're paying someone doesn't mean they need to play. I agree with you. I'm just saying that this decision, when it's a smaller number, is a little bit easier. See, I got one or two more here. I got my buddy Steve. Uh, Steve Pona te- tweeted at me, a good friend of mine, said, uh, Albert's on a quest for 700, and there are two people who will feel the weight of that pursuit. Albert and Marmol. He said, Marmol has no room to experiment with his at-bats. The fans have bought in and will instantly side with Pujols. They want to share history with number five. I think he's got some room here. I think Albert's coming in with the understanding that nothing is a given here. 
and that there's a kind of a specific role in mind early. He certainly seemed to hint at that. I'll let you hear from Albert in the next segment. But yeah, they do have some room, it, it, but it depends. Like It's an interesting point, and it all depends on the team's winning or losing. If the team is winning, nobody's going to care if Albert's getting extra at-bats or if the DH spot's not super productive. They're not going to mean anything at all. But if you're struggling, if you're... You know, 500, if you're not, if you're falling out of the race, well, then, yeah, everything's going to be examined, and then, then we have those types of questions to answer. Um, all right, so I, I'll try to get some uh, more from Twitter a little bit later on. Obviously, you can hit me up at Kevin Wheeler 94 You guys can call 314-436-7900, 800-925-1120. We're going to hear a little bit from Albert Pools at some point later this hour. Uh, we'll get to some of your phone calls coming up as well here on KMOX. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. That's a grand slam for Yannier Molina. With special reports from Cardinals Camp and the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center, this is Sports Open Line on KMOX. Swing and a home run. We're tied. Woo! Look at this baby sail. Way, way out of here. And the Cardinals are back even on Albert's league-leading 29th homer of the year. Wow. That might be the furthest we've seen hitting this ballpark to left field, don't you think? That's his 29th, and that's good for tops in the National League. And it ties this game at two apiece. How about Mike Shannon's gut instinct there? That, at the time, that wound up being, at that time, the longest home run ever hit at this Bush Stadium. And just eyeballing it, <laughs> he knew that. Yeah, that's pretty great. Now, I know you see a game, you know, like a guy like Mike Shannon has seen games every day his entire life. You can tell when you see a ball that's gone somewhere that you've never seen another one go before. Uh, but that's kind of my point is that he had that great eyeball, had that great knowledge to be able to just t- tell that off the top of his head. See, now we would know it instantly because we get an instant distance on all the home runs. Now that wasn't true in 2011. Uh, that wouldn't have been available at the time. It would have been something they had to look at and announce later on. Well, that's one of the many highlights. I know we're hoping probably not going to see any, uh, 465 foot home runs from Albert this year, although it'd be cool. Uh, but hopefully to see some more moments like that. All right, let's hear a little bit from Albert. We've taken your calls about him. We've talked a lot about him. We've read some tweets about him. Let's hear what he had to say at the press conference after today's 2-1 loss to the Astros. So, Albert, thanks for being a Cardinal. <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you, Mo. Appreciate it. Thanks, Bill. Well, guys, I'm here. Excited, you know, uh, when everything went down yesterday, just uh, knowing the I was going to get in the plane and just get back with everything started for me here in Jupiter and, you know, wearing a Cardinal uniform again, just uh, not only for this organization, this great organization, but for the best fans in baseball, you know, the Cardinals fans. So I'm just really excited and pumped up and looking forward, you know, uh, to try to help this ball club as much as I can. Our goal is to try to win a championship like it's always been. I was here for 11 years. We got the opportunity to win two of those, and hopefully we have another opportunity this year to get another one. So I'm really excited and looking forward to it. Do you want to any initial remarks? Uh, yeah. Um, over the last couple of days, I've had the opportunity to talk to Albert, and um, I've enjoyed every second of it. Um, the only thing I wanted to mention was this this isn't just a story about Albert coming back to St. Louis. It's a story about him coming back to help us win a championship. Um, his skill set and leadership 
is uh, is very hard to match. And what he's able to do on that field and in that clubhouse is remarkable. So we're really looking forward to this return. So uh, let's do this. Yeah. Albert, uh, uh, Wayno was just saying that you know this is not just about nostalgia, not about a Hollywood ending. You still have a lot to offer. Is that something you really want to try and show this season? That you have a lot to offer. Well, for me, you know, it's, I think I'm here for a reason. They, they believe, you know, that I can still play this game, and they believe that I can help this organization to win a, a championship. You know, Mr. DeWeb, Mo, uh, live here, and myself, I believe in that too. So I think we have a great team. Uh, when you look at our starting lineup and when you look at our starting pitcher, the bullpen, I think uh, Mo and Mr. DeWeb have done a great job in the front office to put a great team together, like, you know, like they do every year, you know, coming to spring training. So uh, that doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. You know, we still need to stay healthy and we still need to go out there and compete. You know, there's other 29 ball club, you know, they want to accomplish the same thing that we want, and that's to be a champion at the end of the, uh, of the season. So um, I'm just really excited to be here, and however they, this organization needs me to be, uh, I'm just going to be here, whether it's the day that I play and the day that I'm not playing, just try to be ready, you know, whether it's a pinch hit or try to pump up my teammates, you know. Uh, as much as I can. Mike Claiborne, came away. Albert, um, first of all, welcome back. Secondly, That's Mike. did you ever think this day would happen where you'd be back in single? Well, there's always hope. <laughs> so, I mean, you never close the door. I don't think uh, the organization never closed the door on me, you know, and I didn't never close the door on the organization either, you know. I think uh, it's just a great opportunity, you know, and it just, uh, you know, Everything is always happening in gas time, so this is a perfect time right now, and I'm back here. I'm really excited and uh, just getting ready to go. Uh, Albert, we were talking to Adam Wainwright. He said uh, when Albert Pujols is motivated, he is very, very dangerous. Uh, what is motivating you about all you've done in your career? Well, for me, I still love the game of baseball. You have to love. I mean, I still have the passion, the love, and I think... You know, just coming back here where everything started, and, you know, this gentleman here to the right giving me the opportunity, you know, to probably finish my career here, uh, it's really special. And, you know, having, I would say, uh, my little brother, Jaddy, you know, along the way, and and then also Bueno, you know, uh, it's just, uh, you know, I think it's the perfect ending for, for all three, you know, but I, I think the best thing for us is just, to stay focused on what we want, and this is not about me, this is not about Yari Bueno, it's about the Cardinals organization and try to win a championship for the city of San Luis. So I think we are professional enough for that to block all that distraction. It's great, but uh, there's come tomorrow and we have a job to do, and that's to try to get ready, you know, for opening day, which is going to be short, pretty short here uh, coming up, you know, in the next week or so. And just to stay focused on what we want to accomplish, and that's to, to win a championship. And, you know, that's what we're going to try to do this year. Albert, you just mentioned it a little bit. Are we saying that is this it for Albert Pujols? Like, this is going to be your last year in baseball? And how important was it that Yadi and Wayne are still here? Yes, this is it for me. This is my last run. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I might get pumped up and play winter ball, but this is this is probably the, this is probably the last uniform that I will wear in the big leagues. Uh, you know, I think... Uh, you know, Jody and Adam, you know, I mean, Mo can tell you, I mean, those guys were FaceTiming, you know, pretty much every day. They're like, are you on the plane? Yeah, waking me up. Jody wake me up at 6 o'clock in the morning <laughs> yesterday. I like, dude, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, uh, at 6 o'clock, I'm just waking up to try to go work out. So 
I mean, yeah, those guys had a lot of big influence. I mean, we have great history together, you know, and we want to add more into our history, you know, uh, and just uh, for us to do it, uh, hopefully we we can do it this year, you know, and raise that championship trophy and just be a, something that it'll be really special for us, you know. So, and the memories that, that we have created and the memories that we're going to continue to create, you know, because we might hang this jersey tomorrow, whatever we done, but at the end of the day, it's the memory that you can take with you, you know, and the, and the friendship, uh, and that's something that you can't just buy. When you pulled on the number five jersey? Oh, it feels great. <laughs> you know, I mean, just, just to walk into that clubhouse, you know, remember for 11 years, actually 12 years, you know, because I went through a couple of times, you know, when I was in the minor league, but... Uh, it just brings a lot of great memories, you know. That's where everything started. Um, the first thing I did when I walked in, I came to the back, and I remember the locker room that I used to split, you know. <laughs> in 2001, you know, when I made the ball club. And, uh, you know, from there on, every year that I came down uh, to spring training, I always look at the locker room because that's where everything started for me. That's where uh, my career started. Uh, you know, in the big leagues, so uh, it's, it's really special. And just to see the young guys, the salmon, they're, they're really excited. And, you know, we have a great ball club uh, around. Um, I mean, it's, it's just pretty awesome, you know. So talking in the dugout with some of the young guys and just, you know, picking my brands about the approach already that, that I take it in the gang. I think uh, to me that that's what I'm here for, uh, not just, you know, to win, but I also to help these guys. They're the future of this organization. So uh, I think for me, uh, just like many, many players done it for me, Jimmy is one of the Jim Emmons, Placido Polanco, Edgar Interilla. It's my job now, you know, to do the same thing. I've been doing that for the other organization that I play, and I'm going to continue to do that here. There you go. Some of what Albert had to say. It was a pretty long press conference. Uh, it was almost 25 minutes of all of the men up there, and it was Albert, uh, Bill DeWitt Jr., John Moselock, and uh, obviously Ali Marmol. Uh, be fascinating, man. I, I mean, the one thing that it's not, it's not boring. <laughs> it's super interesting. And, you know, the the uh, the questions about performance, I, I think, are there until they're answered. I mean, you know, we all, we all know that, you know, things haven't been great for a while. Uh, like as far as like season long performance for Albert and facing right handed pitching, but we saw something last year that is encouraging and that could give you a reason to think that there's some success um, that's a, a, that's possible for him. I will say though, and I and I'll close the segment on this. I got a tweet uh, from uh, from Edward who said um, he said I think Albert should start at DH every time the Cardinals face a left handed starter and selectively against right handers. Uh, but said, will he be satisfied in that role? Because there's no way that he breaks 700 home runs if that's how he's handled. That's probably true. I mean, if he's in, in, I wouldn't say a strict platoon because Ali doesn't seem to be talking about strict rules. You know, he's not talking about, you know, having very defined roles, but he's talking about flexibility and being willing to look at things more than just left-right matchup. But if he's used primarily against left-handed pitching and all that, he's not going to get enough plate appearances to hit 21 home runs. So if he's going to get more at-bats against right-handers, I would assume, given the presence of Lars Newtbar, given the presence of especially of Corey Dickerson, who's a veteran that's proven he can hit right-handed pitching, he's going to have to perform well against righties to get more of those opportunities, and I don't know how that looks. All right, coming up next, we'll hear a little bit about Adam Wainwright. 
he had a really funny story about Albert today and uh, how he was awakened from a, um, a mid-morning nap getting ready for his start today. But we'll hear from Wayno coming up next to close things out on KMOX. Carlos Marble of the Cubs deals. A swing and a there smash. Fair! The ball goes to the left field corner. Albert Pujols drives in a run. He gets a double for career hit number 2,000. He's got a few more than that now. <laughs> to be specific, since that was career hit number 2,000, he's got 1,301 more of those hits now. Yeah, obviously the big story today, Albert Pujols back with the Cardinals. Uh, we'll talk more about it over the next couple of days uh, with various people. Uh, I'm going to have check in with my buddy Derek Gould tomorrow. Uh, Mike Claiborne's got some great stuff lined up for the countdown to opening day show for us. Uh, coming up on Wednesday night, so a lot more on this as we go. Let's just get a few minutes of Adam Wainwright talking about this today. So Wayno obviously started uh, the game today and uh, did a really nice job. He went five innings, so he's getting close to being ready for opening day. Uh, in fact, I think he has one more outing before opening day, and then, of course, he'll get the start a week from Thursday on opening day uh, against the Pirates. But, yeah, he's getting there with the pitch count and the innings and all of that. But today he also talked a bit about the return to number five. Yeah, pretty big day today for uh, Cardinal Nation. Usually your focus is on pitching, but when five came out of the wall and walked down there, what was that like for you? Well, it was before that I saw him. So um, I get a little nap in pregame every time. And uh, I had about a minute and a half left until my alarm went off, and I just feel – a giant man on top of me giving me the biggest hug ever. I'm asleep. And I just started smiling instantly. Everybody was laughing because I was like, only one person would wake me up like that. And it was him, number five. So uh, it's great to see him. He's a great friend, good teammate. So I think he's going to help a lot. I think he's going to help a lot our team in a lot of different ways. You know, I think he's going to – I already talked to these young guys. Some of the guys were showered and about ready to leave. And Albert and Yachty went into the cage to hit, and they went – I'm going to get dressed and go hit with them. So there's a couple guys in there that we're about to leave that are now doing uh, some extra hitting drills in the cage because Albert's in there. I think that's going to be a great thing for us. Did you ever – did you think this was possible at times? I mean, we were there when you guys last yeah. won together and, and he departs. Did you think uh, it was possible you guys would stick around long enough? Well, uh, mm, he signed a long contract, you know. So that you kind of think that that's going to carry him to the end of it. So – I remember where I was. I was on I was on the golf course. I was on hole number four at Frederica Golf Club at home when I found out that he had signed with the Angels, and that was a big, like, just a life-altering, shifting moment. You know how big that was, and so um, just glad he's back. Where were you here when you found out he was coming back? For sure. Um, I got a I got a a text saying he was he was coming probably last night at you know around eight o'clock or so. Um, and I FaceTimed him about 8.01, you know, <laughs> and he was packing up his car, and I was packing up my car to get shipped out, and and uh, it was just a – this is a really cool moment. You know, this is a great thing. Yeah, kind of pointed out this morning that it's not just nostalgia, it's not just a feel-good thing. The, the guy still has a lot to offer. Mm-hmm. Do you see that? Yeah. Yeah, he seems like he's in good shape. I think he's motivated. You know, he, anytime Albert's motivated, it's a very, very dangerous thing. He's uh, – motivated to show people he's not too old and he's not over the hill but he, I don't think he wants it to just be nostalgia I think he wants to go out and prove something I was gonna ask you, you have experience being motivated by the word nostalgia it worked out pretty well for you mm-hmm. yeah that chip is a good one to put on your shoulder you know it's uh 
it's cool to be loved you know that's a nice thing um and he's no one loves is loved more than he is so um i just can't wait to hear the ovation you know um i kind of i mean I, I wish i could just sit back and have a couch and just watch that because it's gonna be it was big when he was with anaheim but it's gonna in, in los angeles but it's gonna be real big now when he came back when he came back with the angels did it feel like i don't know if all was forgiven or whatever that all that stuff had you know, oh yeah, under the, under the bridge. Well, I mean, we never had any hard feelings, but it seemed like the fans kind of realized that uh, you know a lot of time had passed, and it seemed like there was water under the bridge. You know, they were just glad to see him. And when he hit that home run, which was the most Albert thing ever to hit that home run, um, you know, Dakota's pitching and he's throwing bowling ball sinkers, and Albert lifts one in the dugout. It was just. I was trying not to smile. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is my teammate. Just gave mm-hmm. up a home run. But this is, like, one of the coolest things I've ever seen, you know. And I was like, but it stinks for Dakota, but this is really cool for Albert. I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't know what to do, you know. Um, so um, it, it just – I mean, that was so Albert. And, and uh, I just I, – I don't know. I think it's – he responds like Yachty does in those big moments where everybody's relying on them and Yachty, Yachty. When he – Albert responds as good in that situation as anybody I've ever seen. You know? That's Adam Wainwright talking about his former, now new teammate and good friend, Albert Pujols. We'll have more coverage on Albert's return coming your way in the next couple of days on Sports Open Line and on the Countdown to Opening Day show. Coming up next, Hancock and Kelly on KMOX.